0: Hello and welcome to uh, the Schooner Pod. I'm your host Bobby Howard. Today we have our Big 12 baseball tournament preview with probably the uh, only person that really follows OU baseball, kind of like the way that, or not OU baseball, but Big 12 baseball, the way that uh, kind of I do. But it's Boat and Blake. Blake, uh, welcome onto the show. Looking forward to um, talking some uh, some ball with you. Um, Certainly, I'm uh, missing the uh, good old days where this tournament was in Oklahoma City, and we got all of our good times, but I still have an affinity. I still have a love for it, so um excited to get to uh, talk about this.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since I've been on the pod. I think last time I was on here, uh, San Diego City was making their disastrous run to the Final Four and then to the National Championship, but got the result we wanted there. But Yeah. Uh, big 12 baseball, one of my favorite things, especially since we used to go to the tournament. It felt like almost every single year in Oklahoma City, rain, shine. I loved it when it was there. The ballpark size was perfect for those few games that when they would pack it out, it would feel like a big game atmosphere. I, I love the Rangers stadium. It's just too big. It's too big. And I like the fact that you have to deal with Oklahoma weather in May and just what that will happen because there are many times I feel like we were watching games 1 a.m., 2 a.m. that they're just trying to fit in for the, uh, fit in before the next day in order for the tournament to go on. So I miss the memories that are wrapped up in it, but I still think the Big 12 tournament has some intrigue this year.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, just looking at the standings, it's tight all the way across the board. Uh, Pretty similar to last year, I feel like. I feel like last year was a pretty tight, uh, contentious group, but it feels different this year. I I feel like there are a lot of teams that are, you know, on the verge of trying to make the tournament rather than, like, they're really good, they're trying to fight for seeding. And, by the way, if you're looking at this and, like, You know, hey, what are they going to talk about? The funny foods. We're getting to that. We're going to get to that later. We want to talk the baseball first, but uh, the Big 12, uh, in case you hadn't seen, released a bunch of just wild, wild food, uh, just like they did for the basketball tournament. We'll talk about that. It'll be great. But as for the baseball, it's been a weird season, I feel like, where, you know, some of these dominant teams like Texas Tech, TCU, um, just really haven't been you know, the same like kind of killer instinct programs like you've seen in the past.
1: Yeah, I feel I feel the exact same way. It's uh, felt like before last year coming into the Big 12 tournament, you were going to see Texas, OSU, TCU, Texas Tech kind of Wherever they were that season, but those were a clear top four. and then it was just kind of best of the rest. And usually the game starting out would be inconsequential blowouts to finally get those four teams together, and then they're kind of dueling it out. This year, it feels like the complete opposite. It's like the tournament flipped on its head where these early rounds really are gonna matter that a lot of teams in the big twelve are on the bubble right now and need wins in order to like make sure they're in uh in the tournament in a few weeks so it's you have kind of three good teams at the top the rest are fighting for the bubble and then kansas is just kind of alone at the bottom they have nothing to play for they can only be the agent of chaos (laughs) oh you're on mute bobby
0: (sighs) i'm mad i'm mad about that i was i was trying to get the schedule pulled up oh i I, i hate that but yeah, no, sometimes the agent of chaos will get around and, you know, do some stuff. Uh, we uh, the last year in Oklahoma City that we saw West Virginia caused a bit of chaos, you know, uh, through Texas for a loop. Um, they were the last team in. Um, but for the most part, you just kind of show up, bow out. But that's the thing about tournaments. And that's the thing about baseball is anything really
1: can happen. And uh, it's it's an exciting field, I feel like. It is, and if we want to get started for it, we're going to talk about some winners first. I want to talk about kind of those three teams at the top, West Virginia, OSU, Texas, tied for the regular season Big 12 title. The first thing I think about with these three, West Virginia fumbled the bag hard. I can't remember a time where West Virginia has really been in a position to win any Big 12 titles, or at least Big 12 titles of, of, like of stature and all they needed this weekend was one win versus Texas a in pretty easy feat. I feel like a lot of these series of the big 12 go to one. You just got to beat Texas. Texas just destroyed them. They West Virginia rolled over and now we kind of have the one true champion, the three way tie at the top, but the w- West Virginia OSU, Texas at least do have something to play for. Uh, they're definitely all uh, all in viability for a regional uh, regional host, but also one of these teams could slip into the final eight spot for a super regional, so they're going to go deep. They're going to like, these teams are very similar. They all need deep runs in order to solidify themselves as a regional host, but it's really important, I think, for the Big 12 to have at least one super regional by the end of this, and I believe one of these teams could slip in, because from everything I've been reading, the top seven are pretty airtight locked, but they will be looking for a big 12 team to put it there if one of these teams goes deep or wins it all.
0: Yeah, and I mean it'd be truly unfathomable to have a big 12 team not have a super uh host a super regional. That's kind of crazy. Um so you would think that if one of those three make th- makes that run wins the tournament, they they have that uh super regional spot. And I got to I got to start with um I guess the third team uh of that of that list, they're the third seeded West Virginia Mountaineers coming out of nowhere. And being as good as they are, they produced the uh, Baseball Player of the Year um, and have just been kind of a surprise. Blake, what, what is going on with the Mountaineers here?
1: I have no idea <laughs> because I feel like West Virginia, whenever they are good in baseball, it is kind of the same model of they have one good player. I remember a few years ago, they had a really lights out pitcher <laughs> and a decent pitching staff that they were able to rely on. But holy cow, it's like they finally put it together. They really were in command of the Big 12 for most of the season just kind of bubbled it at the end it is definitely it is definitely surprising to see (laughs) see the Mountaineers at the top and they're it's just it just sucks for them they fall to that three seed I think that's really the probably the hardest part of the bracket with Oklahoma State and OU who's as a seven seed a very 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 feisty seven seed uh although their big 12 record might not indicate it like the advanced metrics do so uh, it's just i have no faith in them though i have no faith in them like it's i need to see those big brands that always seem to pull through when it comes this time of year i have no faith in west virginia but good for them they had a good regular season
0: yeah like you said they kind of fumbled the bag uh last weekend against texas so um That's not a great sign that they're going strong. But a team that is going really strong into the postseason, uh, the Oklahoma State Cowboys, um, technically second, but tied for a lead of the Big 12, uh, finished their season with a 2-1 series lead in Norman against the Oklahoma Sooners. They feel like they're one of the hottest teams in the country right now.
1: They are. (laughs) They are. And uh, but the things that concern me, though, is I just feel like they've been beating up on kind of like lower tier competition all year. If you look at their uh, games versus the top 25 in the RPI, which is going to be the metric that uh, the selection committee really looks at as kind of like their advanced analytics type thing you know how far like you can't really trust these all too much they're always wrong it seems like uh basketball with the net ratings football with just like their random like espn has what is it the fpi or something uh that's like a horrendous like it's been debunked but versus top 25 rpi teams they're four and six uh and then top 50 they're only kind of like an eight and five but they just wiped up those 100 to 200 teams. They only lost to one of them this year, and that's honestly like that's solid in the sense that you're probably not going to see them fumble much in this tournament. They're probably going to beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. But it worries me with some of those top level talents, those West Virginias, those Texases, because they do they lost the head to head to West Virginia already this year, who's on their bracket, and then but they were able to beat Texas, so they do have that upside for them. I just. I saw we saw OSU last year. They had the regional there and could not pull it through. I believe Grand Canyon was the one to knock them out or they, whoever who was it that came out of that bracket? That
0: It was insane. Uh they that was the one where they had to rally back from down like 16 to 1 or something like that. Um in their own regional, which is insane. But yeah, that was that was just a weird time. Oklahoma State just did not look like themselves at all. Um, the pitching obviously horrible if you're giving up that many runs. Um, so yeah, the, 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 pokes just haven't, they've looked great. We've seen how good they look, but they just can't put it together when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Great in the big 12 tournament, pretty solid in the big 12 tournament, but anytime it's like actually time to get to it, they've kind of withered away, uh, in the past couple years.
1: Yeah, but just like going down through their schedule right now versus kind of your elite teams your Vanderbilt loss, Arkansas loss, they lost the series to TCU, they lost the series to Texas Tech, they just, they, uh, they beat Texas, but only a 2-1, and then they just kind of swept the bad teams like they swept Baylor, they swept, uh, they swept Kansas, they took care of OU, they just, they kind of rely on those meddling teams and are solid in that, but I just feel like they don't have that elite upside that can get you far in this like that you see teams really go like they could win the big 12 tournament for sure but if we're talking on into june when you're getting to like the big the regional super regionals i just i don't know i just don't see that like besides that west virginia series i don't see really anything like start like sparkling on their schedule that i'm like wow i could really put my faith in this osu team
0: yeah i think they just really don't have a lot of remarkable performances against big name teams. You know, their schedule doesn't reflect it. They have Dallas Baptist, of course, the went one and one against them. Uh, and then they had a pretty solid series win at Michigan. Um, but like, yeah, Michigan's kind of okay. I feel like. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how it gets, how they get when it, when it's time for the big boys. But um, do want to, let's talk about Texas. What's going on with the Longhorns this year? Cause you know, I'm not gonna lie. It's weird seeing them at the top when, This is the first time that Oklahoma has swept them this season Uh, in Austin. That seems like a pretty bad um,
1: thing to happen to you. Are the Longhorns uh, primed for another College World Series run here? I think they could just because the preseason hype, you know, Texas has the talent. That's like the one thing they'll always have is that upper end talent. It just looks like they went on a whole bunch of skids. Like they started off the season uh, in that, like the college baseball showdown and just lost every single game versus decent competition. But then they like, they did a good job in the sense, like they had Fullerton, they lost series to them, but eventually just found their groove versus pretty like mediocre to bad teams. I, I, I trust them a little bit more just because of that talent. It is worrisome, though, that they've just kind of gone on these big skids uh, like they have. The loss at home to OU just feels wrong. It doesn't... I don't, like... I just, I don't know. It's like, maybe it's this year. It's because we don't really have that elite team in the big 12 that it's like, they just dominated. You were always scared to face them. Like I even know when we played, uh, when we played Texas, I wasn't super afraid of them. It was something we needed at the time to beat them. We didn't beat them, but they're, they're a really talented team. I get a lot of run support, but I just, I don't know. They're kind of, they they fall in that same thing. I'm, I, they kind of, give a similar vibe to me as OSU, but they have better talent and I do trust them. Like we all know, I think they're uh, they have the most College world series appearances of all time, if not number two, at least in the big 12, they do. So they are like, they're always there even. uh, And I think that just like speaks to the talent that they have.
0: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. They're a host, they're a historical powerhouse in baseball for sure. Um, so yeah, they can definitely make a run and, uh, a run at that um especially if you know they start hot get a super regional everything kind of lines up together in austin i could see it i could see it um but let's talk we've, we've talked enough about the top dogs let's talk about kind of uh, some of the lower level teams that might have disappointed a bit and uh let's start out with uh i guess the west uh, what the west texas rivalry between texas tech uh tcu two shining star programs
1: who just haven't looked that great this season what's going on there it's been bad. I haven't really watched as much tech uh, baseball this year. I have watched TCU. Uh, TCU is just like in a free fall. I feel like when it comes to its pitching staff, which is weird. We hired a guy in Kirk Sarlos who was our pitching coach under Jim Sloshnagel. And TCU kind of their fe- like claim to fame was their elite pitching. Uh, we couldn't really hit very well. We were definitely like a base running team, steal some bags. We never bunt, but we just kind of slap around singles, get in runs that way. And. Uh, And now it's kind of completely turned on its head. It's like TCU's uh, offense, a lot more dynamic now. We see a lot more home runs, a lot more hit for power, extra bases. We're seeing all of that, but the pitching just has not – we haven't been able to find a steady rotation. We don't have a a lights-out guy that we know. I think Cam Brown's pitching tomorrow, probably one of our better ones. But we don't have a lights-out guy that we could throw in like in a must-win game. This is like – this is our guy this year. I think our bullpen's really bad. I just joke that between that and the Rangers right now, I'm just in bullpen hell because it just feels <laughs> like anytime you are within a one or a two run game uh, with any team, they automatically get brought back in, which is just like a, it, which is a sucky feeling to have. I think, uh, TCU, though, has put put it together at the end of the season whenever they kind of needed the most. If you rewind a few weeks ago, uh, we had just gotten off of a series or we got swept by uh, West Virginia and things were looking bleak. And basically what we had to do was we had to win all of our series besides maybe uh, besides the Texas one in order to even be in contention. And that's what TCU did uh got a series win versus Fullerton swept Baylor got a series win at K State just kind of the last few that you needed and then a win a win against Dallas Baptist uh who's also like given us the biggest demons throughout the years but yet we found a way to sweep our uh series or I think we are not sweep but 2-0 uh within this year um so TCU uh put it together in the final moments the good thing is i think if you're looking at these two programs TCU is most likely in uh, a run would definitely solidify them, but I think they're pretty firmly in the field now. Their RPI is up to 37, so you're getting top 40. They ended the Big 12 uh, with a winning record, which is uh, what you can't say about two of the uh, like two of the different programs. And then also our non-conference schedule was pretty elite, just playing in some of those uh, some of those early season classics where you get to play some of those good SEC teams and stuff like that. We have a top 30 strength of schedule, so I think. TCU's for sure in. Texas Tech, just kind of the most mediocre season, 12-12. Ah, just a RPI in the low 40s. I think they're probably in, I would say, like confidence-wise, TCU, Texas Tech, and then we'd probably go OU after that. So I think both of these teams are going to be in, but my God, have they not lived up to the hype at all this year for being two schools that really care about baseball prowess?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's been weird. It, it, I mean, because of the, the conference, it doesn't feel that tough overall. Like it doesn't feel like a meat grinder, but it's still tricky because everyone's about the same skill level. Um, I mean, just it, look at the, looking at the standings that are in like that final weekend. It, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, it, very tight cross the board. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, what, what can you say? That's just a bit of a disappointing season from both. Uh, Kansas state's just kind of there. I don't, really know what to say about k-state um what uh, they swept ou which was obviously pretty horrible um that's kind of oklahoma's biggest thing that they've had this year is they've just been inconsistent as hell um they'll have a high of you know sweeping texas and austin and then turn around and you know get swept by kansas state and um you know in manhattan and it's just they've just not been able to handle bad teams the way they should and you know they're inconsistent against the best, and I don't know Oklahoma. They they've kind of got hot towards the end, as we can see. They they've kind of stormed into the bubble when we're talking about the tournament. Um, but Blake, do you think they're what? What do you think? You, you you've looked at the metrics. I know you've you've seen everything. Do you think there's a shot for the Sooners to uh, sneak into this thing? And if not, what do they need to get done on this uh, final week to get there?
1: So they're in right now. Uh, I believe they are projected right now to be the second to last team in, but... You need you need wins here because if you're if you're two from the bottom, basically what you're worried about is similar to if you're on the bubble for the NCAA tournament for basketball. You're worried about the bid stealers. You're worried about the random one bid leagues or a uh, league like say like what is Dallas Baptist in? They're like the CUSA where you have somebody that's clearly going to be in, and if they lose their conference tournament, that's automatically going to steal a bid away from OU. So really, what OU needs is they need just they need a few wins off the off the front. They can't put themselves in a bad situation. I think a win versus OSU, and then even if they lose their next game, and a win in the losers bracket, I would feel comfortable with them being in at that point, just because you would get that high level win uh, versus OSU. But right now, OU can't come into this. Tr- I don't. I don't believe they would make it if they just got blanked in the beginning. when zero and two, just because you have OU, their RPI is really good. So your advanced metrics, they love OU and what they've done, but it's hard to stomach a losing record in the big 12. It's just anytime you're taking a conference player, especially in a big 12 conference where you don't have all 10 teams, you're already a small conference. If you have nine guys, uh, they have a losing record there. Uh, but I just feel like OU does have that potential to go on a run. They're good against the top 50 teams uh, this year. They they have a winning record against them, and I think part of that's like you're going to look at your sweep of Texas and some of the other things, but they are good against those good level teams, so I feel comfortable with OU in the sense that a few wins are there, and then I also think they can go on that run just because they they've shown it. They've been one of those one few meddling teams where I feel like they have beaten some of the bigger guys. Uh, whereas like a TCU, a Texas Tech, like we don't really have a series to like hold up to be like this is our big one. It was just more we were able to string together a few wins at the end uh, in order to just, uh, slip in. Yeah, and I mean
0: OU baseball does its best work late, like even last year. Um that great team they figured it out at the very very end i remember entering that last series against west virginia we weren't even we were pretty much on the same place that we were around uh i don't know about last week and they just put it together had that incredible big 12 tournament run uh, figured out everything with cade horton cade horton didn't even start pitching until the big 12 tournament and he was our our best guy going like down the stretch in the uh national Ch- or the NCAA in the nca tournament he, he went from a, a guy who doesn't really pitch at all to uh, getting, get, getting um, picked as a pitcher by the Cubs, which is just truly wild. That being said, I don't know if Lightning can strike twice. Uh, this team doesn't seem to have the same like kind of, I don't know, hidden, ta- hidden talent out of nowhere, but you never know. Um, they're scrappy. They're weird. And if you can get a Bedlam win in Arlington, that should be enough. Um, just looking at what it did just winning one out of that series last week uh, or last weekend um you know that helped a lot even though they lost the other two uh it, it did something so um, in my mind you know a solid performance at the big 12 tournament you don't have to win it uh, but just just show out and hopefully hopefully sneak into this thing um and at that point you never know what's gonna happen
1: it's chaos yep. And I think, oh, is primed. I've just I I have good vibes about them just because if you look at the like the rest of their bracket, I just I can see them. I like we said, I don't trust OSU on that side of the bracket. I don't trust Texas Tech. And then West Virginia is also shaky. Granted, they didn't get they didn't pull like the Kansas of the bracket. So you don't get that kind of one beat up just in case if you do fall to the losers bracket. But I feel confident if it's say even if Oklahoma loses their first game versus tech and then maybe if like West Virginia drops down we could see something there I just I feel most comfortable about TCU OU probably uh, in the actual tournament itself not getting in but like in the big 12 tournament itself going on little mini runs I don't think tech tech is going anywhere I don't think k-state's going anywhere i think a bad draw tcu already beat them two times this weekend at their home place tcu plays a lot of games at arlington we played uh three to start the season and then randomly uh we had to play one versus baylor in there because (laughs) they were thinking about canceling the game and we needed we needed it for our resume just even though baylor is trash you just need to like You need to thrash some of those bad teams in order to help your advanced analytics. And, of course, when it comes to the Big 12 uh, record as well, like a winning record is one of TCU's biggest strengths right now. So I feel most comfortable about TCU-OU going into this. A little bit tech, not at all K-State. I think K-State has to go on a huge run. I don't think they will. They just kind of meandered. They did, they did everything they could. They have a They have a Big 12 winning record, which is surprising when you look at it. They lost a series to Baylor, and this Baylor team is so horrendous. And they just kind of, like, against the better teams, they always stole one game. They just really didn't get swept. And so I think they were able to hold on to a winning record with enough sweeps on the other end to help them. But I just thought, yeah, I don't feel comfortable about them at all.
0: Yeah. And I, I got to say... I I'm not super comfortable about OU as well. Like I think most of that is just because of who they're matched up against uh, Oklahoma state to start, you know, not only did they lose that series two one, but they also lost to uh, Oklahoma state and Stillwater uh, in that random non conference one-off that we do um, every year against them. And uh, we got completely blanked. So the Sooners are, are three are, are one and three against the Cowboys. That's a bad start. Um, And then West Virginia, I believe they lost a series to them, uh, you know, one, two, so pretty overwhelming odds against both sides. Um, And then Texas Tech, we weren't even very good against them either. So, you know, I just had the vibes
1: from last year. It's just, oh, you might just be a vibes play for me just because last year I was like. There's no way like oh you would even get hot and then they got hot in the Big Twelve tournament. And then I'm like, okay, you get put with Florida in their regional. I'm like, Florida's just what nuking people like this time and like the offense goes cold and they win that. And it just felt like I'm not saying I don't I will I wouldn't say bet my life. I don't think OU making it back to the college world no. series this year. I don't think they have that pitching combination like they did last year <laughs> that really was able to like drag them into that position. But I do like, I, it's just those good vibes. Like maybe just like a little, little mini big 12 tournament run. Yeah.
0: Anything to just like any little bit of vibes to get going. You never know with this team, you know? And like you said, th- those vibes last year were so unreal. Um, You know, Obviously, Florida being a tough draw, we are almost, like, dead in the water, and then we have, a like, a, a four-hour rain delay hit, come back, r- come back and beat them. Uh, you beat West Virginia, or sorry, not West Virginia, but Virginia Tech, uh, who was one of the best teams in the country um, that year, uh, in Blacksburg, and then you get hot in Omaha itself. So, it's, it's wild, but um, I don't know. Hoping for a repeat of history, but we, you know, lightning doesn't always strike twice, so... This might just have to be a rebuilding year for OU. But um anyways, look, let's get into our second part. If you're good with that, Blake, because I think we've kind of got it covered uh on baseball. You know, we you know, you've you've given who you think's who you think might get hot, make a run. Um let's move into our, our food discussion, but just give us uh give us a championship pick before I move on.
1: Championship pick. So I'm gonna go. You know what? Screw it. TCU, OSU, OSU wins. But I think I just... The the vibes are good on the Frogs right now. It seems like things are starting to gel. The offense, at least. I don't know about the pitching itself, but i don't know the vibes have been good and when we needed it the most this team's uh like stacked up and i just want i love caring about tcu baseball and it's been really hard to do that this year just like there's nothing worse than cheering for a bad baseball team it's not even like the thunder or like a bad college football team where you're looking for some like hope of the future it's just like bad baseball's horrendous there's just nothing it's boring it sucks so I just maybe that's a little bit of wishful thinking, but I like us in the top bracket. We just need Texas. Like the problem is we're going to have to beat Texas twice, which we weren't able to do. But who knows? Texas didn't play well in Arlington at the start of the season. They went over in that building. We've been great in that building this year. Only a loss, a late loss to uh, Mizzou caused, caused us not to go 4-0 in that building. So I'm going to take, take TCU, OSU, and then OSU to win.
0: Just, hey, just got to go with the magic. Got to go with the magic. Uh, You do have Kansas State up first, which, you know, Kansas State, arlington big 12 championships might make you a little
1: nervous there but uh Uh, a little bit but hey i've been i've been on twitter all day seeing all the k-state fans it's been a weird like k-state and baylor have united to thinking that winning the big 12 title and then like going to a bcs like bowl or not a bcs but like a new year's six bowl game is significantly better than losing the big 12 and then even going to like the college football playoff (laughs) but they even stand on it even with the college football playoff win even the national championship that is still not not worth it, which is just the most outlandish, outlandish take. I understand it sucks to get blown out in the national championship and not a good look, but you would so much rather be there.
0: King, King State won the Big Twelve championship, yeah, but they also then made it to their bowl game and got blown out in the bowl game.
1: game. Blown out of the bowl game—that's my thing. I'm yeah. like, it, you avenged a season loss. It wasn't like k-state owned us this year and it was like we are the more deserving ones it's just like when k-state starts talking about this last football season they forget all the random losses that they have they just they just think about that big 12 title game they only think that's the only thing that matters because they have the big 12 trophy but it just yeah it like sucked like i hated i wanted to win that game there's there's nothing wrong with me saying that but it's become a lunacy take that baylor and k-state have now united on and is trying to like force it against tcu fans that somehow just winning the big 12 is all that matters and i'm a shield guy too i'm a big shield guy (laughs) and even i don't believe that i i genuinely
0: love how you now understand how it feels to get blown out in a championship game and how annoying it is when people try to throw rocks at you when you're like you didn't you, you didn't even get there like shut up you know
1: it does like I, I finally maybe get that perspective a little bit because I'll never hear the end of it because SMU fans keep talking or the five SMU fans I'm like oh my god we're not even going there like I understand like some of the big 12 teams and stuff like that that we're gonna play but Jesus like we're getting it we're getting it from the SMU guys so. you're out here you're getting
0: it you're, you're getting it from the riff raff over here this is ridiculous
1: <laughs> but that's that's why it, the, the that's why we need a football off season because it creates takes like this people are like so desperate to like just have football on the mind that they're like you know what i think this is a good take and i'm gonna run with this and like people will just fight endlessly on twitter and nobody will ever agree that they're wrong but i enjoy i enjoy the banter
0: because (laughs) part of the fun i one of my favorite offseason banter was when texas fans said that uh the big 12 championship didn't matter because they won the regular season game and have the hat and i'm like we we what we beat you last, like you don't understand how this works, right? but I don't know. anyways, um let's get into this food conversation. So in case you weren't around for the big 12 uh, basketball tournament, uh you might have missed this, but uh around round tournament time, they introduced a, a new tradition for big 12 tournaments, where the restaurant group creates specialized items for each school to, uh each school in the big 12. Blake, you and I did our uh, Big 12 basketball podcast on this, and we went real in-depth. And, you know, some items were pretty standard, you know, just, um, you know, like, I'm trying to think, West Virginia had a pepperoni roll for basketball, which was nice, Um, you know, I think Texas Tech just had a barbecue cheeseburger, and then you got weird with some, like Kansas State's Wabash Cannon Dog, it got weird. Well, now baseball is doing the same thing, and we have to rank them like we did way back when, Blake. And uh, yeah, so tell me, what are your thoughts on this new crop? How are you feeling about everything? We'll get into them. But overall, do you like the tradition coming back? How, how are you feeling?
1: absolutely love this tradition i i they need to continue doing this it might be just the most niche thing ever but when i saw that they tweeted the big 12 eats are coming back and they have a new version i just love like what these like goons in arlington try to like conjure up in their head in order to like fit a personality of a school that they probably know little about and some of them are easy like we saw the pepperoni rolls for (laughs) West virginia and some of them like just they try. They tried some off the wall things. We talked about the elote with uh, Oklahoma State that no just sense. completely, like, completely missed. I think in the sense of like good food items but not fitting the culture whatsoever so it's just interesting like i love the psychology behind it it's like sometimes it feels like they're going a little too heavy into the school culture and they create something like the wabash cannon dog and other times they have a good food item and they're like who can we assign this food item to so i like it because it gets good debate of like yes good food item does it fit the school I, I, it's just, it's an incredible psychology that I hope they continue because I feel like it's only going to get harder for them to figure out different things and not repeat stuff over and over again for schools. And so I just want this to be a recurring tradition.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, because you can't, and I think some of them you have to kind of keep with general themes and we didn't see a single repeat from last time out. So I will give them that. I love the creativity. I am excited to dive into these because I think it, it's a better group and I'm let, let's get let's just just get right to it. And uh, the first one isn't really a Big 12 eat, but it's a great addition. They brought beer bats uh, to the Big 12 championship, which is incredible. I love it. I feel like you and I would have had uh, quite a few of these back in the, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, Bricktown ballpark days, you know, fill it up with some uh, rally horny toads here and there. But I, I don't know. Love, love a good beer bat.
1: I do too. This is this is a win. It's something that you could take home, a keepsake, can drink out of later. My only complaint or just I more of like a heat of caution with the beer bat, just get it alone. Don't get it with a t- whole bunch of food. I think the first time I got a beer bat, I got like a full meal in one hand, beer bat in the other. And then when you get down to your seat and it was like a hot dog and I had some like ketchup packets and stuff, there's no place to put it. No cup yeah. holder to put it in. And it's not really even like good to stick between your legs while you try to do it because it's just like if it shifts any, it's going to spill off. Uh, So just if you want to go with the beer bat, just do it as something that you do before your meal, after your meal, just be able to have two hands ready for that bad boy because it it like gets hellish if you're trying to eat and drink out of that thing at once.
0: Yeah, no that that is a you're on your drinking mission now. You can't even have a single dog like just a just a standard run-of-the-mill hot dog because that's when it gets messy. Like maybe at best you can do the standard, but I'm not even gonna risk it. You need you need at least one hand available at baseball at any time just due to the nature of the game, you know. Balls, fly all balls that.
1: coming at you. Yeah. You, but the most elite thing would be if a fly ball or foul ball home runs coming at you and you just take the beer bat and try to take a whack at it, <laughs> 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 try to get it up of the air. Your, your neighbors will hate you. The beer will go flying and, and, and like everywhere, but. You would you would be infamous that clip would (laughs) go viral immediately. So do with caution. You have to make contact with it. You will they will pelt you with about anything else if you miss. But try it. If you land contact, you're legend.
0: There's plenty of space at uh, at Globe Life to spread out and do this strategy. So if you're gonna do it, just be ready. You know, be 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 by yourself in like the you know far outfield, nobody around. And then just take a big old hack at it with uh, your beer bat. Um, All right. So let's move into some of the items. Uh, Starting out with the cowboy cheese fries here. And uh, look, just from the jump, I see what they're trying to do. This is clearly an Eskimo Joe's nod. I love it. Love the inspirational idea. Uh, It is fries, tortilla strips, nacho cheese, bacon bits, shredded cheese, and sour cream. The actual ingredients are where you get me wrong. Uh, because it, it sounds like they just told them cheese fries and Oklahoma State work and didn't actually show them what Eskimo Joe's looks like, because that is not that is not it.
1: It isn't, but I put this one as like one of the best items to come out of it. I know we talked about it when we were going through the Elote scenario with basketball. It's not the right combination, but I think just theme and taste and just like something I actually want. I really enjoyed this because like I do love cheese fries. Like I'd rather have like a hot dog and like some loaded fries instead of like, you know, just burger like your kind of like dry burger, dry like dry fries, stuff like that. So I put this one at least like I thought I was like this one locked it down for me just because at least they tried they tried with the theme. I think it's a really good tasting menu option. One I would definitely get So I had this one as actually one of my upper ones, but I do understand the complaints of like, this isn't close to Eskimo Joe's.
0: It's an absolute yes. And I I, I know I'm nitpicking it. I'm definitely nitpicking that because it's, it's, it it hits that's, that's the right move. It looks delicious. I, I would absolutely eat it. It's an absolute yes. Easy, easy. Yes. Um, A little messy for a ballpark, but you know, like just contain yourself. You can do it. If you just focus in, just get a fork, just get a fork, get a fork. Yeah. gotta be a fork. gotta be a fork move. Uh, otherwise you're a bit a bit nuts. Uh, so let's move on to our next one. It's the Red Raider cheese sticks. like I cannot tell you how happy this one makes me. Uh, I feel like this when when this one popped up, it I immediately thought the big 12 watched our podcast because when we went through and Texas Tech had that bacon uh, that barbecue cheeseburger, I'm like, this is a bad decision because you ignored the food item. The signature food item of Texas Tech is fried cheese at Spanky's. All of this stuff, it's iconic. And I get it. It might be too niche. But then they turn around and they brought it to us. They brought us the cheese sticks in all of their glory. That is the proper size of them. That is both of the condiments you dip them with. It looks like it. It, it looks like the real thing. This is, a, to me, absolute win, my favorite item on the entire
1: list. Spoiler. Oh god. This is where the debate happens. So when I initially did my notes, I did S through D tier. I had these at a D tier. I understand the I understand why, because it's like it is an iconic item coming from Lubbock. It fits the theme, but Cheese sticks, mozzarella sticks, whatever you're going to call it, suck. They are the worst way in order to get cheese, because what ends up happening is you bite one into that thing, it's either scalding hot, it's going to burn the roof of your mouth, or the cheese is going to slide all the way to the other side, and you're just going to get just empty fried dough. They never consistently, nobody's figured out a way to glue the cheese all the way through the stick, so that when you eat it, it's a proper fried-to-cheese ratio, and... I, I'm out on it. I'm out on it. I think mozzarella sticks is the worst thing. Like, if you want to go that route, go with a nice, simple croquette, a nice Spanish croquette croquette at, like, a smaller or, like, a jalapeno popper. Like, I like it small, easy to eat. Like, Sonic has those little, like, cheesy bites or whatever they call. That's a proper way that is a proper way to do a fried cheese because you can fit the entire thing in your. Granted, you can fit this entire thing in your mouth. It just depends on whether you're able to take that size or not. But no. I, am, <laughs> if, if for the average for the average person, you need the cheese stick a little bit smaller. Or the cheese to uh, fried bread ratio is all off. I had this D tier. I said no, but I will. We can allow this one to pass on. But I just think mozzarella sticks suck. It's the worst. It's there are so many better appetizers. There's so many better ways to consume cheese and bread that I'm just I'm just out on this.
0: Man, here's the thing, though, is like the way that and if they do it anywhere close to the way Spanky's does it and Lubbock, it's great. They actually—they are the ones who actually figured it out because it is like a full cheese to bread ratio. It's perfect. It actually works.
1: You know when you have one of these at the ballpark, you're going to bite into it and that cheese is going to be right at the bottom. It's just going to be all right there. You're just going to be having a nice little hollow piece of fried dough and then a whole bunch of cheese with not enough bread. It's just I know these ratios are going to be off. I know this in my heart. I was not. I was. I was out on this item. I hate cheese sticks. I want
0: to go to a to the Big Twelve tournament just to try one of these sticks and prove you wrong. That's okay. how much I. I. I, I or I, I'll just drive all that way and be heartbroken by a, a cold cheese stick or a cheese stick that is like you said all the way to the bottom. Um, because here's the thing: if, if executed properly, this is excellent. But you brought up a good point that perhaps it wouldn't be because. Who knows what the what the fine concessionaries at Globe Life Park, you know, if they're able to do it or not? I know for a fact the f- fine folks Spankies can make a good cheese stick, but I don't know if they can. you know, this is new new to them. So it could be bad, could be good. but um, I'm a mozzarella stick guy. I think it's solid. It's a yes for me. No for you. That's all good. i I, I think it's 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 uh, agree to disagree.
1: Yes, agree to disagree.
0: All right, so we're moving on. I, I see your point though. So let's move on to slide four. This is where it gets weird. Uh, the hook'em sandwich from Texas. This is um, what are we looking at here, man?
1: It it is this sucks. This it sucks. Looks. I didn't even look at the ingredients, but like what it's showing me in my eyes is I'm getting a buffalo. Fried chicken sandwich with coleslaw smashed between two glazed donuts.
0: It is it is a honey buffalo chicken breast uh, topped with blue cheese or ranch slaw, sandwiched between two donuts. That is awful,
1: disgusting. That is awful, and I I know it's a trend. Like people have been doing that, where they're putting things between donuts as buns. I'm not a huge fan of it. I think just that's a that's just a ridiculous ridiculous amount of food, and but. I understand if you're going to do it, you have to complement the sweet flavors well. I don't think the sweet flavors go with blue cheese. I don't think it goes with whatever this uh, coleslaw. I don't think it goes with whatever this buffalo grilled chicken breast, whatever this is. Like, at least do this, I don't know what you would do. I guess a burger, maybe? But even then, I'm just, I'm so out on, like, the two donuts as a bun type thing. Well, Look at
0: bo- both both donuts. Both donuts are way bigger than the chicken breast in this photo. This is them trying to make it look nice. And as we've seen from the photos, usually it looks worse in person. Just look at the Wabash Cannon Dog last year. <laughs> it looked bad in the photos, and it looked ghastly in actually in actual real life. Uh, this looks horrible. I I do not think they'll sell many of these. This nope. looks awful, disgusting. It looks like a like soggy
1: sloppy mess you can't bite into it (laughs) imagine two donuts and these look like they're like kind of like they're not your crispy creams they're your like thick like going into like a random just called donuts like you're going in there they're giving you your thick glazed ones and there's no way you can fit this in your mouth there's no way and I hate that about burgers whenever the burgers those fancy ones where they stack a little too much on it I'm like this is just ridiculous like how am I supposed to eat this I feel this way about the sandwich, and I think the flavor combination is completely whack.
0: Well, and here's my thing, too. It, it You're you're from Austin, One of, a great, great food city. You have so many options. Uh, and you just completely make up this weird thing that has no connection to the university, no connection to uh, Austin itself. It's just a, a an abject failure on every single level.
1: It's awful. Yep. It's like the Texas schools are. If you want to just play the hits and you can't think of something, like barbecue and Tex Mex always land, regardless of where you are. Breakfast like tacos. People, yeah. Like, it can, you can find in a breakfast taco would be great. We're having TCU's game tomorrow is at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Like, we are having some early games. Why are you doing with the wake up with buffalo chicken sandwich right here? Or is this like the only breakfast item that's going to be served? I don't know, but it's just a—it's a horrendous. Do you combination. want to
0: start your day with that?
1: No, what, that's, no. that's <laughs> heartburn central. That is heartburn <laughs> central.
0: Do I want to—I don't want to walk around with a brick in my stomach the rest of the day because I ate the hookum sandwich. Hook'em sandwich horrible. with a side of fries—that is just
1: oh,
0: horrible. Just—just <laughs> just do a breakfast taco it's it fits the region perfectly it fits austin perfectly probably easy to make just whip it up get them all ready like i, I mean replace this with literally just uh what a um a, what what's the the wrangler at uh torches you know just yeah. would be killer yeah just like perfect. fried
1: chicken and queso <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, yeah just yeah. like
1: do something just do something brisket you know? cheese egg yeah, Boom. just play the hits and like people love like people eat breakfast tacos. I do like I'll eat them all day long. Like some yeah. sometimes like most most taco places serve breakfast tacos all day long. And like I'll throw one in there with my taco order every once in a while, even at night times. So it's just it's it makes sense. They're delicious. They're good. They're not just like a only like yes, they are a breakfast food. It's in the name, but it it does have like it has versatility outside of that. Breakfast for dinner is a thing. Yeah, and so I don't get. They did breakfast for dinner (laughs) with this, and I think they tried to combine the two meals together. I don't think they understand the concept of eating breakfast-only foods for dinner, but...
0: It's just a diabolical, like, setup. I I hate it, and... Uh it honestly it might be the like just a big FU to Texas before they leave the
1: conference. Yeah. That's <laughs> this that's one this one might be apparent. Like there's I guess <laughs> the subtle ways of how to piss them off. I don't know if scheduling is one of them. Uh it doesn't seem like they pissed them off enough with that. But if uh the Big Twelve want to give a middle finger to them on their way out, the hook 'em sandwich is a easy, easy, <laughs> easy way. <laughs> you to of food
0: poison <laughs> them on the way out.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, don't do one of these. No do not eat it
0: let's move on to the next one the wabash tacos from kansas state uh the cannon dog out tacos in but wabash uh still the same of course as a reference to kansas state's unofficial bite song the wabash cannonball these are ground beef tacos with purple cabbage um and it looks like like a sour cre- cr- sour cream drizzle with a little bit of like green chili um what do you think like
1: I'm out on these. I, I'm a taco guy myself, but I just think the combination. Uh ground beef to be it has to be like pretty basic ingredients, soft, hard shell. Preferably hard shell. I'm not if you're gonna go soft tacos, if you're gonna put it like gonna go that route there's way better ingredients than you can put into it so really ground beef in my mind is reserved for like your taco bell you you're just your crunchy taco mm. that just has some cheese lettuce tomato easy you know what it is it's not the standard deviation is low like there's not one ground beef taco that's significantly better than all the other ground beef tacos and my besides the issues with the ground beef cabbage on tacos to me only belongs on fish tacos and yep. I know they tried to go with the purple element here. I know they're trying to, I guess, like or the K-state side of it. This is one of those things I felt like they created the item and tried to force it or they created a ground beef taco and they were like, How can we make this case state? Oh, like cabbage is purple. Let's put purple cabbage on it. I just think cabbage, the only time it should be used, is a slaw on a fish taco. And yeah. So I just think the combination of ingredients, if you gave me one of these, is it edible? Yes. And would I enjoy it? Like, I think it'd mean, yeah, like I would just kind of I think it would it would be sustenance, but it's a nay for me just because I would never go out of my way for this. And I would never choose this flavor combination at all uh, in my day to day life. Th-
0: this might be a bit of a snobby taco uh, person take here, but like if I'm I'll, I'll never buy a ground beef taco, I'll eat ground beef tacos at home. Yeah. We're just like whipping up like a cheap taco night, that sort of deal. But like, I don't want to go buy a ground beef taco. Not yeah, like, that, like but, it's not something you seek out. Yeah. <laughs> but you're just adding cabbage, which doesn't have a ton of flavor to it. Like, it, it, what the flavor profile is just ground beef. It's horrible.
1: Yeah. Awful. There's no cheese, it looks like, lettuce. Like, even if you put the sour cream sauce on there, it's just, I don't know, there's just not... They, you know they, they don't have, like, hot sauce at the stadium or something no. to spice it up a little bit? Like, it's just...
0: They got too and, wild with the cannon dog and they needed to reel it back and give us like a, just a boring, crappy option that made zero sense. But I will say the only good thing about this is uh, the um, the concessions place you get it from is apparently called Oppo Taco, which is oh, an, that's, an elite, that's
1: elite name, <laughs>
0: elite ballpark taco uh, place name.
1: That is yep. awesome. <laughs> Okay, yep, that, uh, I will give I'll give them a few points for that. That's Yeah, but now. that's like the Rangers.
0: The, yeah. Rangers. the Rangers have a place called Apo Taco clearly. So like the that, that, that I'm not going to give the win to uh, the Big 12 or K-State on that one. They just got lucky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next one. We have the Rock Shock Brisket Cheesy Corn from Kansas. Um now the Cheesy Corn can, well, has corn of course, but uh, try to scroll through here um and uh, okay, it's baked cheesy corn with pickled jalapenos, caramelized onions, topped with house smoked chopped brisket. Uh, it can be found at Throwing Smoke, which is also a great name for a uh, con- uh a concession stand. I I like it. You know, I, I think it's a it's a bit of an upgrade from. I can't remember what Kansas had last time out. Yeah, um, the mac and
1: cheese. Yeah, the it mac had, and like, cheese. Uh, yeah, which had like some barbecue on it, some barbecue sauce, stuff sure. like that i think this is a slight downgrade but it's you know it, it kind of works that's you kind of hit the nail on the head i thought it was like meh it's like something i probably would never get at the ballpark but i think it's a decent combination like i have no problem with it it's nothing i would seek out it's probably of this list just looking at it the epitome of like if it was given to me i'd be like oh yeah this is like pretty good but just nothing like it doesn't scream ballpark It doesn't – like, the flavor combinations really aren't just like, oh, my gosh, I have to get the cheesy corn. It's just like they got – I think Kansas got the unfortunate draw the two times. It's like the mac and cheese was probably really good, but, like, I'm not going to eat mac and cheese at a basketball game. It's like this brisket cheesy corn, probably pretty good, but I'm not going to eat cheesy corn at a baseball game. So it's just like solid menu items but just never – like. Just none of them are screaming to me, so I'll give it, like, if we had to go yay or nay, I would say yay, just because, like, I would actually eat this. It just, I don't know. I just feel like they're kind of getting the raw end of the deal with just not really fitting the vibe with either of their menu items.
0: It's a yay, but an unremarkable yay, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's it's fine, you know? I, it's all right. You know, I'll, I'll take it. And I will say, if they made, if they called it the Rock Shock Brisket Elotes, then we, it would be ridiculous and stupid. So yep. they they learned from their mistake not calling it a lotus. Mm-hmm. So good on them. Uh, next up, we have, and I can't wait to rave about this, the Sooner Onion Burger uh, from the University of Oklahoma. And look, it's a classic uh, onion burger, Oklahoma fried onion burger. It's it's uh, a grilled cheeseburger with caramelized onions, um, American cheese, fries. It is a standard onion burger. I I love this. Again, this is a suggestion I feel like we had on that show and I feel like they took it, which is perfect because the onion burger epitomizes the state of Oklahoma. It is probably, in my opinion, like the state food. It's perfect. Will they execute it right? I don't know, but it is absolutely the right move here.
1: Yep. I'm I'm in agreement with you. I just think onion burgers are one of the more perfect burger formats. I just like typically a little bit thinner. Not much on it. Like, it doesn't have to be super loud. Like, I just hate all those burger places you go to and they have like 10 different toppings on the burger, super thick. I don't want that. Like, I just love the fact that it's cheese, onions, meat, bread. Like, that's perfect. I do, like, my only concern with it was it, with it. Ugh. My only concern with it was the execution, just because I feel like you sent one before, but I've seen other videos where, like, people do, like, each state's food, and every single time I watch those, I'm like, that doesn't look like a grilled onion burger I've ever had, or, like, it just doesn't – I feel like people – don't execute it correctly or don't make it correctly where they might just like even kind of in this photo it worries me a little bit like the cheese is just kind of haphazardly thrown on there it's not even like attempted to be melted into like onto the burger i worry about that but like if we're just going combination alone i think it's one of oklahoma's best items that they uh like produce and i think it just fits it perfectly like i think this is a really solid solid option
0: Yeah, and you have to, I I feel like you have to give the concession stand a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah, the actual execution, because if you did it properly, you know, you smash the onions in and they like kind of caramelize and all that. These are just like onions that were grilled on the side and they assembled it, which is fine. You know, ballparks in general, I'll say in general, a burger at a ballpark is not the move.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's like just dogs all the way, <laughs> dogs. If you're going burgers and dogs, dogs all the way,
0: dogs all the way. And I gotta say, I love the concession stand, na- uh, concession stand name for this. It's Abner Double Dogs. Yeah, so shout, out to Ab- shout out to Abner Double Dogs there. So that's just a great name. I don't know what it even means, but it
1: anyway. <laughs> just.
0: Every day's Just a double dog stuff. day. Anyway, so Sooners, great job there. Thumbs up all the way. So moving on to our next option. It's the Mountaineer Pepperoni Dog from West Virginia. This item is a bit of a pivot, a bit of a nod to the pepperoni roll, uh, which we saw last time out. They sold out within a day. So they probably needed to do some something a little different. It's a hot dog topped with pizza sauce, melted mozzarella cheese, and pepperoni. Uh, you can also find this at Abner Double Dog's. So, Blake, what do you think?
1: I I would say I would say yay! I like the fact that they're just kind of like playing the hits, pepperoni, pepperoni roll. We got to do something a little bit different for the ballpark. Adopted into a hot dog. Where with burgers, I'm not as adventurous. I like to keep it pretty simple. I'm willing to have a kind of funky dog. I I kind of like that idea. Uh, so this is one I would definitely try. Like I'm a big hot dog at a ballpark guy. I love me a Chicago dog and this just seems super unique and i'm a really big fan of pepperoni and I like cheese and stuff like that i like a chili dog so i'm all in on this i think this is a great just like i know it's not unique in the sense that like they didn't stray far from what they got the first time but i'm intrigued i would be intrigued to try this like if i was there for multiple days this i think would definitely be on the menu for me so i'll say yay
0: it's a great pivot i love it is it instant heartburn? Yes. Is yes. it worth it? <laughs> also, yes. Like that would be, the, that would be the only thing. Just, just bring your rollades or tums or whatever, and be ready to fight this thing out. But I think it's worth it for something like that. It's delicious, creative, ties back to, um, the origin, the state, the tradition. It's perfect. I-, I love the pepperoni dog. Moving on to our next one, we have the Sikkim Bear's sandwich from Baylor now this one uh can't be enjoyed by baylor fans as they are not in the tournament (laughs) they they i guess got rid of the one game on tuesday where they play and you know the loser just immediately goes home but this is uh dr pepper pulled pork with coleslaw on a brioche bun uh blake what do you think
1: When I was ranking this, I gave it a C tier. I was like, it didn't fall into the cheese sticks or the hook'em sandwich for me, but it was definitely the one I thought that lacked the most character. Um, I don't think it has really any tie to Baylor besides the Dr. Pepper. Like I know that they went with the Dr. Pepper float the first time. I thought that was honestly a really good option in the sense that one, it was a drink option, and two Dr. Pepper floats is like very synonymous with Baylor, something they serve all the time when you go to events there. So I thought that one was good. I know like the Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce or whatever it is, or or even if it's marinade, I don't know. It's used a lot uh is used during barbecue but i just feel like this just lacks. like i know i was talking about earlier it's like with texas you could just do Tex specs or barbecue and, uh be and appease the audience which is like kind of what they're doing here and i'm throwing a fit about it but i just yeah i just feel like it's a mess sandwich i just know what this is gonna taste like i've had a million of just random chopped barbecue sandwiches that are like you're never gonna like be mad that you got but it's just like you're never you're not gonna go away having a good experience like it's like going to dickies you know it's like not you're, you know it's you're not gonna die to go back there again but like is just even like mediocre barbecue better than a lot of foods like yeah so it's just kind of c-tier to me no real connection just i know i'm this is the one thing i know what it's gonna taste like and i just think right.
0: it's, gonna, eh. like, it's a boring pulled pork sandwich uh, yeah Pulled pork isn't even really a thing in Texas all the way. I mean, it exists, but it's not the staple of uh, Texas barbecue at all. Um, it's just OK. It's it's a boring, absent I- idea from a team that is also absent from the event. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's OK. I don't I would never seek it out. I would never eat it. Um, it's just, uh, you know, a little bit of la- just lacking uh, any inspiration. So they just, you know. Put uh, pulled pork in the barbecue. or They put uh, uh, Dr. Pepper in the b- barbecue sauce and called it a day. So whatever, Big 12. That's fine. All good. So let's move on to our final one. Your uh, team, TCU and the Berry Street Burger. This one looks like it hails from her Tato barbecue. And it does. Uh, it is a smoked brisket burger with pepper jack, bacon marmalade, and blueberry compote. Compote. I don't know. Blake,
1: what do you yeah. have? I, so... This just scares me because, like, the first thing off the mind, it screams the light version of the Wabash Cannon Dog that, like, what I'm looking at, like, looks decent enough, but when you get there, can absolutely turn into a mess. Like, I think the flavor profile, if you're going to have this at a restaurant, are pretty good. Like, I do like sometimes, wherever they do, marblades or jams, like a bacon jam on a burger and stuff like that, it can turn out really well, and uh, it only helps the fact, like, you're getting a brisket burger, you are get something a little bit more elevated than your typical just like ballpark burger so that makes me excited i do like the uh this one i thought was one of the better connections i'm surprised they did it berry street which is the street that runs alongside TCU, has a lot of bars restaurants on it so like a to the naming and the theming of the burger and honestly like if this was at a normal restaurant i'd probably have it I'm just scared. Like, it's just more I'm terrified of, like, it being the new meme, the new Wabash Cannonball. Just because when you're putting purple jam or goop or something with it, it could just turn out bad. Granted, at least this time you kind of have two buns, like, disguising it a little bit better. It's hard to see the inside of the burger when those buns are happening. You know the Wabash Cannon dog. You can see everything that's happening between those two buns. And (laughs) like that. It's not, it's not, it's not. It's not phallic. That's a plus. Yes, it's not phallic, and it's just the pictures that you see. It's like I immediately – like the fact that you can go on Twitter and type in wabbish Cannon Dog and, like, pictures immediately pop up, like, memes of people going to the hospital and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> at least, like, even when Elon – Like is doing his weird stuff at Twitter. Like the Wabash Cannon Dog still still carries on, and so I give this one a thumbs up. I think it's a good idea. I'm just you know I'm worried about it being just like the new Wabash Cannon Dog.
0: (laughs) My thing is like execution wise, like the look. If you gave this to a random concession stand, I'd be concerned. But the fact that Hurtado's doing it, which is a very very solid um, barbecue restaurant in Arlington, uh, they obviously have um, a main restaurant, brick and mortar, but they also are out here, you know, at the ballpark. And everything I've seen from their, at what they put, what what they put out, their product uh, at the ballpark is actually really good. So the fact that Hurtado's could, you know, on
1: top of this is, uh, I would I would say reassuring. Um, yeah putting a name behind it like you're putting your name behind this burger it's not like some barbecue place is putting their name behind the wabash cannon dog and no. had to deal with the blowback of that you it's know, just levy's Levi,
0: levy's restaurant and it's funny because if you look at all the pictures here it's like these nice professionally done like you could you could tell which ones are done by like everybody else and then you get to tcu and it's just like we took a picture on our iphone 12 like
1: <laughs> which well, is like, great it up as best as you can like the other ones use like all those tricks you know like when they shoot pancakes they use like motor oil instead of syrup because yeah. of like, the way it like bounces off like all the other ones are being used like that and this one is just like somebody at like 6 a.m trying to like cook this up they don't yeah, even put a steak in it to, like, kind of align it. They're just, like... It's,
0: it's lopsided. It's just kind of there. It's like, oh, here you go. Here's a, here's a, here's a burger. But I don't know if I'd ever... Or- if I'd order this just because I... I don't know. The sweet, you know, like, the blueberry and bacon might not be interesting to me. But overall, like, I bet it's executed well. I bet this is... I, I, I do not think this will be a, a, another can of dog situation. So I'll, I'll okay, give it a good. thumbs up. I, I I have a... I have... I have faith in the good folks at Hurtado Barbecue that they'll be able to execute this the best they can.
1: This will definitely, I feel like, be an item, like, if you were like us that were going there multiple days and stuff like that. Like, if you want a little bit more variety than, like, your typical stadium food and stuff like that, like, you would probably seek this out. Like, I probably wouldn't be the first thing when I get into the stadium is going for the Berry Street Burger, but... You start whenever you're having all that ballpark food, especially if you're eating about two meals there a day over a few days. Like this one will definitely probably fall in the rotation at some point just to spice it up,
0: yeah, absolutely. If you're, yeah, because Blake, I mean, we would do when we were doing our runs at you know the you know Big 12 tournament at OKC, like. You need variety. You can't just yep. keep doing the same thing over and over again. The sausage staff. <laughs> that was never open. It was open one time. One time. <laughs> I'm I'm still mad about that. Smokies, I think it was called. Yep. <laughs> I oh Smokies would have come in clutch so many times, and I wouldn't have had to just settle for a Dodger dog or a normal like stadium hot dog. Like it was. I, I would have loved. I would love some of these options uh, available, and it makes, I know <laughs> and it makes the session like experience going a little bit better when you're going to all of these games you know it's like this is the time i'll try this this is the time i'll try that you know it's it's pretty fun so i i like it i wish we had it but um look i know we have the dallas stars game about about to go live If it's not already live so i know we need to go quick but we want to kind of give up some um i guess um superlatives for this class of big 12 eats uh, Blake, what is the first uh, award we have up for us?
1: Yeah, so going off the bat, we're going to go MVP. So in my mind, this is two food items together. Who are you ranking the highest throughout? And do you want me to go first, Bobby? Uh, yeah, you go first. I'll go first. So I went with West Virginia. I think although it's kind of a similar thing both times around – the sellout from the uh, the pepperoni rolls, plus a hot dog that is something, like, when you look at this list, would be one of the first things I sought out. I just felt like even staying within the theme and not being super, like, imaginative each time did them a favor, considering some of these. It feels like if you got a good one one time, you got to flop the next one. So I, I went with West Virginia. The, that's my MVP across the two, uh, the two tournaments.
0: Okay, you're going to be pissed. My MVP... The Raider Red Cheese. No, <laughs> that is they. That is the epitome of like taking an item and perfectly executing it. Uh, if we're going across the two tournaments, it's either that or the pepperoni roll. But so you know, honestly, look, the pepperoni roll was executed so well they sold out. So I'm gonna go with pepperoni roll for the two tournament uh, MVP uh, because you know I I think that is just perfectly iconic. Nailed it. Apparently, they got it wrong, and the West Virginians were upset because they added marinara. Apparently, there's right. not supposed to be marinara in there, but I don't care. That sounds delicious, anyways. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, give me. Um, I'm gonna go with the pepperoni roll for the two, uh, two tournament uh, MVP, but that, those cheese sticks to me that that's
1: my uh, baseball MVP for sure. So that's. Gosh, I can't believe Tech won an MVP and something. But anyways, <laughs> we move on. Other than Patrick Mahomes in the Patrick uh, Mahomes. Mahomes. <laughs> but even then, he did not do anything at Tech. True. Um, so the MIP, so your most improved player. This one was hard for me. So we're starting basketball tournament, now going to baseball. I had two trains of thought, similar to the NBA. I had one in my mind. The Ja Morant. It's like the, you were pretty good, but then turned to great. I had OSU kind of in that category. I had the Elote, although it did not fit. We went on that big rant. It did not fit the culture of them. I think the cheese fries is just a better improvement. I think it's better than the Elote. And I think it fits, like, what the item we really wanted them to roll out the first time. I had them. And then the other one is just, like, random scrub becomes serviceable. K-State. The Wabash Cannon dog. (laughs) Was so bad. It didn't not only get kicked out of the NBA, it couldn't join Dwight Howard's team in Taiwan, who's recruiting everybody <laughs> right now. The YMCA, his friends, kicked him out because he was so bad. Like we're talking, the Wabash Cannon Dog was all time bad. That even these really just ugh, ground beef tacos, I gave I gave it to K State. I I subscribe to that nothing to something philosophy a little bit more than the good to great. That's I think that really shows how bad the Wabash Cannonball was. <laughs> like it was so it didn't look good in the professional pictures, and then when you saw what it actually looked like at the stadium, it was it was atrocious. <laughs> so that is where that is where I went with this, but want to hear your reasoning.
0: The MIP has to be Kansas State because it went from an item that was not only inedible but would actively make you ill to something boring, but looks definitely edible so that's that's a pretty big plus um if we're talking about the john morant uh mip though i like the sooner onion burger a bit more than the fried taco which um you know i that's i think those are two great options john morant was great as a rookie he was great that other year i think the onion burger takes it up a notch because i feel like the fried taco is a little bit hard to execute on a concession basis and i think i don't know i think the onion burger hits fried taco definitely hits but um i i don't know i'm gonna go with sooner sooner onion burger to be different but let's be real uh it's shout out to the wabash canada dog for becoming something that is now edible (laughs) so big win we have
1: something uh, granted i would not get it but at least it's something i would eat (laughs) like that's that is that is improvement right there. Uh, the next one was Defensive Player of the Year. So the way in which I saw this is usually the Defensive Player of the Year, they're really solid, really integral to their team, but they're not the star. But I had this more as like a low standard deviation from one to the other. Which ones really nailed it? And you kind of took it with most improved. I thought OU just really solid. I think an Indian taco is great. I think it hits. It's a good stadium food. I think an onion burger slaps. Really simple, great flavors there. Although I do agree with you, the onion burger is better. I just think OU really, really was one of the only teams that seemed to really like to nail their first two options. They didn't have the elite ones per se, uh, but. Their two options are just really just solid across the board, and two that I'd probably get at a stadium.
0: Yeah, I I would yeah. OU is definitely there. It's OU and West Virginia neck and neck to me because I think the pepperoni dog, as you said earlier, uh, is a really cool, different evolution from uh, the pepperoni roll. It takes that great idea and perfectly spins it into a baseball themed item, and I think that I think that to me is like not only a good evolution from you know you know from one item to another but it's like it perfectly represents what like it, it 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 it, the pepperoni dog wouldn't work as well with basketball and vice versa it 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 fits each event perfectly and i think that kind of makes it even better um and it's it's just a perfect progression for sure for me so i'm gonna i'm gonna give the win to west virginia there
1: That's good. I'm glad we have some variety of this. And then the next award, sixth man of the year. So this one I saw as really solid options, both of them, but not going to be the starter. They're going to be always coming off the bench. So ones that I enjoyed but would not say I'm getting at either event. And I kind of alluded to this earlier when we were talking it. Uh, talking about it but I thought KU took the take for me uh the cheesy brisket corn and then the mac and cheese I think are two really solid options something that I would eat on the side and I would probably enjoy but it's just they don't they don't fit that game day atmosphere they're not something I'm starting if I have a night at the ballpark they're not two things although both good not something I'm seeking out so I had them as my sixth man
0: yeah I I I'm absolutely with you on that. Uh, Both aren't like relatively egregious. Uh, They're just not exciting. They're not flashy. Uh, They're just kind of, you know, side dishes on both, on both counts. You know, they're both barbecue side dishes and that's, that's fine for what they are. But you know, if you're looking for a signature item, something you really want a showstopper, neither are it. Uh, So yeah, we both agree on that. KU gets, gets that.
1: Yeah. And then lastly, our biggest loser. I had three kind of here and I had to knock them off in order. And of course they end up being three of my rivals, Texas tech. I already talked about it. I thought their burger the first time lacked character. I hate cheese sticks. I think there's better ways to eat fried cheese. So I had them there, but at least I felt like they nailed with the cheese sticks, a thematic, like it had a theme that fit perfectly with tech. So I yanked them out of there. Next was Baylor. I think the the sandwich itself this time just lacked class. It lacked any originality. It's just kind of the most meh of meh. It's probably even below meh because it's so meh. Uh, but they did have the Dr. Pepper float. I thought that was a great touch. Something that, similar to Tech, I think is really intrinsic to Waco. They at least got that part right. And so I moved to My Biggest Loser. No, it is not the Wabash Cannon dog. I think they improved enough on this. I think the Texas Longhorns lose it. I think this monstrosity of a burger, uh, or not even a burger, chicken sandwich, I don't even know if you can call it a chicken sandwich. It really has no name of a sandwich. And then I think although the quesadilla, quesadillas are solid, you really can't find a bad quesadilla because all it is is just tortillas and cheese. And then if you add something, it's going to be some peppers, some meat, stuff you usually like. But I just felt like that lacked a lot, and then this is just horrendous. It was downright the worst this time. I just felt like out of Austin, too, you have the, I feel like, the easiest food slate to work with to really get one that hits home to that Austin culture. They didn't do it with two of them. Uh, I guess quesadillas are close, but, like, come on, there's other tech spec things you could do before quesadilla. So I just thought two, one lackluster item and then one horrendous item. I think they just take the cake as the biggest loser.
0: Yeah, I I think to me it went from boring and reliable to atrocious and inedible. Like they, they kind of did what Kansas State did in reverse, in a way where even though the fall isn't from like, you know, a fall from glory to just absolute garbage, it is just it makes no sense. At least the quesadilla kind of fits with the region. Kind of makes sense. The only thing that stupid, horrible Buffalo chicken sandwich has in common with Texas is it's orange Uh, and it's horrid. Um, I, I think that's as bad as it gets. I think that look, I'll say this. I think it could challenge the cannon dog for worst item.
1: I think it could because I think the cannon dog, its appearance was putrid, which made it inedible. You know, some things are just so bad looking you could never eat it. But like there wasn't many ingredients really on it to like really like it's probably just like if you put some grape jelly on top of a hot dog. Like, is it gonna be or is it gonna make you throw up? No. Is it like a flavor combination that you would use? No. But I just feel like this Texas sandwich is just all over the board with their flavors and what they're trying to do with it. Like I think it's, although presentation wise, obviously not going to be as bad as the cannon dog. It taste wise is just going to be just horrendous.
0: Yeah. Cause at least with the cannon dog, even though it was disgusting and looked incredibly bizarre, it, the, the flavor profiles, it was, it, it's a bacon hot dog with purple relish, you know, that at least kind of molds together. But with Texas, your flavor profile is going all over the place. You have the sweet like (laughs) you have the sweet uh, donuts, and then you have the weird slaw, which could be blue cheese, which sounds disgusting. And then a a buffalo chicken sandwich like that is such a insane, wild, horrible, horrible, horrible setup. And to me, I, I think it could be worse. It's not going to be there's no way it's less photogenic than the can of dog the can of dog has yeah. that taken but um flavor wise i think it
1: would be far far worse and Michael Whitman put in the chat, like, the purple, like, talking about the purple ketchup and the purple cabbage. Like, the purple ketchup from the early 2000s, whenever, like, the Shrek movies were coming out and they were doing <laughs> weird things with condiments and stuff like that. Like, I feel like the cannon dog falls into the purple ketchup. It's, like, the combination itself, like, taste-wise, it's probably not going to taste that bad. It's just, like, the look off-putting. of it. just, like, it's just so off-putting and grotesque you're never going to eat it. Whereas I think, like, it's it, the the texas sandwich very picturesque like i would say like from a picturesque point of view incredible but it just yeah and the flavor profiles are gonna be all off nothing's gonna make sense your taste buds are not gonna know what to think i yeah i think the, it's gonna challenge us by far the worst
0: the hookup sandwich looks like something you'd see on buzzfeed and they're like wow look at the sandwich with the donuts but it's actually horrible you know what yep. i mean just it's the one of those restaurants... crappy instagram food yeah
1: it's like the w- one of those restaurants that gets popular for like their one or two gimmicks or whatever. And, like the food actually ends up being like horrible. Like I think Black Tap is like that in New York with their milkshakes and their decadent ones. And they're building one of those right near my apartment. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like it's probably just mediocre burgers and just like overly sweet milkshakes. Like it's not a good like good combo. But
0: yeah, at the I risk of losing. Like at the risk of losing a crumble cookie sponsorship, I feel like crumbles kind of the same way at times.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. It's like some of their cookies are actually good, but some of them you're just like, yeah, you kind of just made this combination to like take a picture of. Like you did actually think about how the flavors would really intermingle with one another. And that's going to be this hook em sandwich. You
0: spent so much time trying to figure out if you could do it. You didn't think about if you should do it.
1: You know, there's no way anybody in the Big 12 office, when they thought about it, they're like, nope, we are not trying
0: this. Like, They definitely were just like, how can we just put the worst thing next to Texas and then just do it? So...
1: Because you know some of those Texas fans are snobby like that. They're like, how could you, our pristine Austin food culture be tarnished (laughs) like this? Like, I know there's probably a few Texas fans out there, whereas, like, if you're trying to, like, piss off, like, an OU or something like that. Like, I think Oklahoma food culture is good, but, like, I don't think they have that same, like, snobbiness of, like, how dare you, (laughs) like, how dare you do something like the Indian taco or... Uh, not the proper, like, onion burger. Like, it just doesn't have the same.
0: Yeah, like, the fried taco, uh, yeah, the fried taco, like, the Indian taco, it was like, oh, cool, great, yeah, like, that's perfect. Yeah. Like, all of our items are kind of, you know, not not exactly elegant, you know, yeah. it, it it's uh, chicken fried steaks and, you know, fried onion burgers, you know, it's, you know, and the fried onion burger got its origins in the freaking uh, Dust Bowl, so there you go, you know, yep. we're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're more working class, we don't, get their feathers ruffled about trivial matters like that but anyways well blake this was a great pod thanks for breaking down the big 12 tournament with me and breaking down all these great food items i think this was a pretty great episode and uh always fun
1: Yep. Always a great time. There was nothing better than uh, seeing that tweet and just knowing that we were going to pod about this. I think it was assumed that whenever we got a new new menu of Big 12 themed food items that we were going to rank them. But it's always one of my favorite things to do. So thank you for having me on today.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I honestly think we did this pod primarily for the Big 12 eats, but like... It was worth it
1: so yep. i was like I'll, I'll talk a little baseball for sure like i'm fine with that but like we gotta get some takes out about about this like probably if you look at the tweet when they announce the menu it probably only has like 75 likes or something like that probably doesn't have that much traction but it's something that we love it is it is one of the most underrated things that i think people don't pay attention to nationally about yeah. uh about the big 12
0: so I, i'm gonna miss the big 12 eats i i need to be in an event with the big 12 eats at least at least once before ou goes because i know i, I, I wish they would
1: do it at the football game just to like i know i know the whole purpose is like you're doing food for teams that have the potential to be there but i would still love to just see it for the football game just so like i could go get one of these things yeah <laughs> beforehand. I, it it
0: it's just so great and i i, I love the concept so all right, Blake, that's all we got for today. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Um, probably during our edition of uh, Bye Bye Big 12, uh, the new series we've got going on where we're saying goodbye to each of the Big 12 teams. And uh, love to hear your takes, of course, on OUTCU, uh, how, the, how all that, uh, you know, your experience with it and all that. We'll definitely get to that sometime down the line. But, um, yeah, so that won't be next week. We're going to save that one. We're going to keep that in, keep that one in the chamber ready to go, but we've got a lot of that stuff coming up uh, as we progress through the summer. And then uh, just, you know, if any news pops up, we'll be there for it. So make sure to check that out um, as well. So anyways, um, yeah, for me and Blake, this has been the schooner pod uh, big 12 tournament preview. We'll catch you next time. Have a good one. Boomer sooner, everybody.